everyone and welcome to another edition of the Jim and the King NFL podcast. I'm Jim, sitting to my left is the King, and we're here to talk about the NFL. How you diddling, King? How am I diddling? Yeah. Uh, yeah, good, thanks, mate. I'm good. You're Thank all alone you. in your castle now. I know, this is nice, yeah. Should probably tell the uh, ladies and gentlemen out there that you are now a homeowner on his own, as the people that were living with you have now moved out. They have, yeah. I'm quite worried to sit or touch anything in this house now, knowing that you're a bachelor in this place. <laughs> yeah, no, probably best you don't. Yeah. Best you, uh, yeah. <laughs> Keep your hands to yourself. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Stay away from the walls. Yes, indeed. indeed. Okay, yeah, what, what, what a great game of yeah. football that we've, what, we've uh, witnessed this week. Yeah, sorry, you've thrown yourself off by trying to sort of give people <laughs> some insight, back into, insight into my house situation and... <laughs> also potential love life but yeah mm. thank you for that um yes yeah very good uh, very good weekend of football actually that's what i was trying to say yes yes some great games Indeed. and we're gonna get into them we absolutely are although it's gonna be a little bit unorthodox this week it is you know you don't want to fall into a rut i think it's important that you stay fresh yeah and so we're not going to do two games of the week no we're not even gonna do one game of the week no which you've you've had a go at me for the last two, two weeks. <laughs> I'll explain myself it. later. Okay. Yes. Good. But for right now, let's get on with it. So, how about we do some hot takes then, King? Yeah, I like that. I like the sound of some hot takes. Where should we start? Where should we start? Yeah. Oh, put me under pressure. <laughs> um, should we start with the firing that happened this week? I think we should. Yeah. The but, domino effect that Jeff Fisher started last week has carried on. Yeah. And. Yeah, that was always the Gustav case. Gustav Bradley. Gustav Bradley is is, uh, is now no longer the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. No, he's not. No, uh, yeah, he's gone. And you're absolutely right. It does. It does tend to. It, there is d- definitely a domino effect. I think a lot of times due to the fact that people or organisations then worry that the other team who is ahead of them in the curve might be able to steal the guy that they want to as as the replacement so i do think that puts other teams under pressure if they're if they were contemplating pulling the trigger uh you know certainly a lot of teams do then go ahead with it and see if they can find that replacement quite quickly so bradley has you know is is can bear witness to that a lot of them wait until what they call black monday which is the day after week 17 so the regular season ending yep to fire their coaches because what the consistency will go if they fire them a few weeks before. I mean, they're firing them for a reason. Yeah, Why do they, they keep are. them around. I don't. I don't know. To be honest, does with seem you. a bit weird, doesn't it? It does seem odd. I mean, Gus Bradley's career seems very odd. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a very bright young defensive coach. Yes, given a chance by the uh, the Jags. Yeah, as the head coach to really you know establish themselves. Mm-hmm. And, and given every chance, actually, yeah, it's just too say, many chances. I, I mean, don't, I don't think too many. I, well, I like right. it when, <laughs> when coaches are given that opportunity to. Me too. Uh, you know, to commit through the draft, which absolutely isn't certainly in the NFL, isn't a one-year process. No, um, it's not like the NBA where one player is one of five and makes a dramatic difference to your overall team and, mm-hmm. and the outlook of your team. But you know it it does take time and you do need to to pick your players and you might be inheriting a team that doesn't necessarily fit your philosophy well you say that but if you get to pick high enough in the draft you should be able to find some hopefully generational talent when yeah. you're picking that high they and the have, Jags have been able to pick very high they have because if you look at his record we're gonna have to touch on it I mean we we blasted Fisher last week but yes at least he got close to 
no 500 record yeah um so bradley's first season was a four and 12 in 2013 mm-hmm. uh, it got worse in 2014 he went three and 13 yeah and then last year he got his best record which was five and 11 yep and so this year he is two and 12 so he's regressed again yeah just when they thought they were on the cusp of doing something you know they, they tease you in and they've when you look at the roster a lot yeah. of young fast aggressive players mm-hmm. that you'd think if they had the right coaching should be a shoe in for that division yeah, to get into the playoffs they've absolutely got some exciting talent so I think the difference this year compared to previous years for him is they went out and picked up some marquee free agents as well and spent yeah. some big money Malik Jackson Malik, Chris Ivory absolutely yeah so you know it's not like um, well Deshaun Gibson as well yeah someone who's led the, the league in interceptions while he was with the Browns you know they've they've gone and got some players who on paper they look like you've then you know you, you're trying to sort of blend in a mixture of of experience with those those young exciting and they have absolutely got some really exciting young players mm. but build some sort of balance within the organization that then allows you to kick on past that five and 11 uh, you know and it, it's not worked in this season but um they never lost that losing mentality did they even no. when they were ahead in games you always had the feeling they didn't believe they were going to win the game yeah and there's organized organizations like that in all sports actually yep. that that you know just can't you know you need a complete overhaul to to get rid of that stigma that's attached to you mm-hmm. um and it you know unfortunately without them doing that you know it does it does tend to sort of breeds negativity within within the building and and within the players and and yeah you don't necessarily have that belief so i, I think it's right that they pull the trigger but i do i can do nothing but commend the jags for they giving him, him this chance. absolutely and actually i i do if that's one of the more enticing things about that place mm-hmm. and it's also similar similarly to the rams last week where we said they gave that guy every chance and frankly if i was going into a place like that jacksonville as well as la where you've got some young talent some you know some some marquee players or players that look like they're on the cusp of becoming superstars you know i really rate Telvin smith the linebacker at, yeah. at the, at the yeah. Jags, Jalen Ramsey, looks like a fantastic First rookie corner this week. Yeah, absolutely. And, you and know, unlike I, the Rams, they've actually got a high draft pick again next year. Yeah, and that's a big. That's so, that's yeah. why that makes it more a little bit, maybe a little bit more enticing from a football perspective. You know, they they're probably geographically not as enticing as LA. No. But it's um, I think it's a good place to go. And there's and a I, hot tub in the stadium. But I would enforce that I was given. Maybe not Gus Bradley length of time because I think <laughs> they may think they've learned their lesson from that, but certainly mm. a, a long enough leash that would allow me to to bring in my own players and potentially spend some money in free agency as well. So stepping into the breach for the last couple of games mm-hmm. is Doug Maron, yeah, uh, who used to coach the Bills, yes, but then turned down the contract offer, hoping I think to go to the Jets, and then they picked up Todd Bowles instead, yeah, and as a result ended up in Jacksonville as I think the offensive line coach or something really low down. Yep. Uh, so yeah, he's going to be taking over for the next couple of games. They obviously are going to say that he's a potential to take over permanently. They've got to, yeah. Yeah. The name kicking around at the moment is, and kicking around is the right word, Tom Coughlin. Yeah. Who likes kicking around the Giants facility, even though he was fired last year. He does, yep. He's, he's earned that he's, right. <laughs> he's earned that right with the Giants, mate. Don't begrudge Tom Coughlin. If you had any sort of respect for yourself, you'd have just shuffled off and enjoyed your enjoyed your retirement. But uh, oh, he loves football. 
He loves football. Well, and that's actually, fine. They, that organisation owes that guy. Something. Surely there's a college around there he can go and start helping them out I instead. Don't know. He won two Super Bowls with Eli Manning. I, d- I don't <laughs> think they can begrudge <laughs> that guy a, yeah. a, a few visits. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I I don't think he would go there. No. I like it's that not the right around. setup, is it? For... Super Bowl pedigree, as we just mentioned. Uh, you know, has developed a young quarterback into a Super Bowl winner. So I think you know, and that that's probably something that's also quite intriguing from a from a Jacksonville standpoint. But it Cough, with Coughlin's age, I think if he's going to go back into a head coaching role, he's going to want a team like a Cardinals, say, that have you know are a playoff pedigree team. I know they've not played like it this season, but you have the ability to then try and take them over the top and, and go and win one more Super Bowl before before retiring. I'm, I don't think he's looking for a rebuilding type situation, which, based on the record that you discussed... Yeah, he hasn't got much time Bradley, left. Absolutely is a rebuilding <laughs> type situation, yeah. So I don't think he's the right choice. Or I think he's a good choice, but I don't think he's the right... He would take that role. He's had a lot of success. He's been a very mm. good head coach, but it's probably time to think about other things. Yep. Drafts. Dominoes. Yeah, yeah, those kind of drafts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not draft, not NFL draft. Not the NFL draft. No, we need to think about that. We will think about that later, King. Yeah. But now we're talking about head coaches going. We need to look at some other coaches that are probably going to be going in the next couple of weeks. Interesting. Obviously, Rex Ryan has been talking about for a long time this season that he's a dead man walking. End of the season, he's going, which is a little bit strange, really, because the Bills have got a winning record this year. Mm-hmm. They're looking better. They will look worse last year than they do this year. So, if anything, he's kind of started to steer that ship around, hasn't he? Yeah, it's going to be a tough. It's going to be a tough sell. I think they need. They, it was playoffs or bust, really, for him. The start, the start of the year, mm. and they're not going to make the playoffs. So, no. it's <laughs> it's bust. Then that seems like they're throwing <laughs> the baby out with the bathwater, doesn't it? Yeah, it's tough because you look at someone like Gus Bradley, who you can see why this guy's been fired. Yeah. Starts to turn it around. No, regress. Regress. No, you're gone, mate. I'm sorry. We can't keep you in this building. Rex Ryan has actually started to turn it around. (laughs) So it would be unfortunate from that perspective. And they can only hope to get a fifth or sixth seed because they're never going to win the division. Not as long as Belichick's in New England. No. So all you're hoping for is that you can beat the Dolphins. True. And the Dolphins have had a decent season. Um... And look like Adam Gaze is, is a really good pickup for them. Their head yeah. Coach. But I don't know who would want him. Actually, Rex Ryan. Ryan. I think there's going to be landing spots for him, but I think he'd be better as a defensive coordinator. It's just whether now he's so used to being the big boss man mm. that he's comfortable, you know, taking that demotion and, and going back and, and just concentrating on what, you know, he undoubtedly is. A six, you know, it, it is hugely successful on the defensive side. Some of the defenses he's played with uh, or coached have been, you know, have been just amazing. So I yeah. think that he, uh, you know, he's he's got ties to the two thousand Ravens defense. His his defenses at the Jets have been fantastic this year. They've looked the Bills have have in, improved from last season on defense. So you know, I think that's where he should put his focus. Any other coaches you're thinking? Could sneakily be uh, kicked out the door on Black Monday. I didn't know you were going to ask me that, so I haven't really thought about it to be honest. How about with you. Marvin Lewis? Well, I said that they're ne- they're now in the top ten pick position. Did I say that on t- the podcast, or did I just say that to you? No. Which one? I don't remember you saying that either time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I don't know. All right. Well, I said he's it been to there someone. for a long time, and 
you know, that could be a spot that Rex Ryan, if you want a defensive coach. Yep. But to actually try and corral those idiots into uh, yep. not flagging their way out of games. Yep. No, I, I, that could be a good landing spot. They've, they've given Marvin Lewis so much time and yeah. he's regressing that team now. So Yeah, he's, they've lost a lot of players. Um, and I think it's what he's falls into that maybe needs a change of scenery mm-hmm. type situation. Yeah, maybe um, Jacksonville might be nice this time of year. No, I don't think <laughs> I don't think he'd need Jacksonville. Um yeah, I think that Lewis is absolutely gonna you know, have suitors and but I do think I, I agree, I think it's time for him to move on. Whether he's the most likely to lose his job, I don't know. Because as you've said, they've they've kept him around a long, long time and, and frankly they have lost a lot of players this year. Um, either through injury or, or you know, free agency they were their wide receiver court was decimated. So it's well, that's their own decision. It's tough. It's similar to the Rex Ryan thing. Rex Ryan has turned his team around. Marvin Lewis has regressed this year, but justifiably. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? So it's like it's it's kind of a tough situation. I think there's more likely there's more likely candidates to to sort of get the boot. We won't go into that too much because we need to move on. We do. And we need to talk about what's probably your early Christmas present and next year's birthday present all rolled into <laughs> one, King. I know what you're going to say. <laughs> it's also probably the reason that Gus Bradley was fired this week and not in a couple of weeks' time. Right, okay. It's the benching of Mr. Brockenald Osweiler. Right, so the reason that Gus Bradley was fired is because his team got hosed by Tom Savage. Yeah, and... They were beating Brock Osweiler <laughs> in Houston. Uh, yeah, you picked the, the Jags in that game. I did, and because, it was looking great because I didn't think I thought that they were too good for Brock. Yeah, Osweiler. you were right. You just obviously we didn't think they were going to bench him this I game. I didn't factor the savage in. Yeah, <laughs> the savagery. The savagery that was going to come that, in that and occurred, yeah. claw their way back to a one point win in nice, the end. Nice. Um, yeah, let's talk about Brock Osweiler then. It's a seventy-four yeah. million contract. Mm-hmm. 37 of which is guaranteed, and most of that's coming in the first two years. Yeah, it's heavily So, weight. they benched him, but they still got to pay him. Yeah, I think it's something like, if they cut him today, it's like 30... Uh, this isn't a- actual stats, it's around <laughs> this number. It's about 36 million if they were to cut him today, and 25... It's definitely 37 million guaranteed, all of which comes in the first two years. Yeah, so it's, alright, 37 million now, but or 36 million or whatever it's left, but then there's 25 million ne- if they were to cut him next year. That they need to pay him. So yeah, sixteen million base salary is fully guaranteed, and he carries a nineteen million cap hit. And if they cut him, it will cost them twenty five million, which is six million more than it would be to keep him on the roster. There you go. Yeah. So Whew. it's a lot of money for a backup quarterback. Yeah. But <laughs> are there going to be any suitors from in the trade block? Probably not, because of that salary. But the problem is, you've got to keep him there now because you're going to pay an extra six million if you let him go. So he's going to have to be backup now, the most expensive backup to yeah, if someone get, else. Yeah, they're, they're going to have to keep him until the end of next season, and then they can cut him, because I think the year after that, it's only six million hit on the salary cap. Yeah. But so that's, that's, that is digestible. You can, you can swallow that. I mean, they're but projected... you can't to, swallow 25 million. No, they're project The Texans, I mean, we're getting to numbers here, but the Texans are projected to have just under 19 million in cap space next year, but that is the sixth fewest in the NFL, so they couldn't bring in... Jay Cutler, for example, or Tony Romo. They no. can't pay him and another established quarterback. No. No, but well, based on how Tom Savage played this this weekend, he could be the answer. He's a fourth round pick. Yeah. He's not 
an undrafted guy they know nothing about. He, you know, had reasonable success in his last season in college, playing in Pitt. He started off in Rutgers, played, I think, a year and a half, and then transferred to Arizona, didn't actually play a game for them, and then moved on to Pitt. Mm-hmm. He was reasonably, you know, highly touted out of the draft originally. Has sat there, has learnt the offence, and actually knows the offence better than any quarterback they've got at the moment, even when Osweiler was expected to be really good. So yeah. you, I can see why Savage can work out. He's He fits the um, Bill O'Brien offence style, in a sense that he is a drop-back passer who... Is hap- com- is smart enough to read defenses and is willing to dink and dunk when required. It was so, I think so he ticks nice. The boxes, to be fair. It was so nice to watch DeAndre Hopkins and Will Fuller actually start to catch balls again. Yeah, and Hopkins didn't. I don't know, I don't know if you out. noticed that, but it was so nice yeah. just to see them actually being targeted and coming down with the ball. Yeah, as soon as as soon as they cha- made that change, he just went right. Well, I need to get the ball to Hopkins because he's not had the ball in six games. Yeah, and uh, he threw four or five passes in a row to DeAndre Hopkins and guess and what and Hopkins came out at the end of the game and said it's so nice being thrown the ball <laughs> so it's you know that's that's quite an interesting thing so it's um, yeah I think it's a good move for the Texans Osweiler I've said it from the start I said it before he even threw a ball or took a snap at the start of the season mm-hmm. I didn't feel comfortable and I would never have paid him that amount of money no thought he was immensely overrated and hadn't played enough games for you guys for anyone to you know to make that decision on him um. So he is what we thought he was, which is what I said. It's a Brock-like performance when we were doing what's the word at the start of the season. Brock-like. He is absolutely a one touchdown, two interception kind of guy every game. And if that's what you want as a quarterback, because he looks the part, he's tall, he's attractive, he's got a big arm. Great, play him. But you're going to lose games. He's got 14 touchdowns and 16 interceptions so far this season. Yeah. So congratulations. One for one, then. I'll give him one for one touchdown interceptions rather than one for two. Not, yeah, not quite one for two, but no. he has got more interceptions than touchdowns. Yeah. Which is telling when uh, you're getting paid 16 million base salary a year. Yeah. Oh, well. Lives and learns. Yeah, who cares? Although that could... <laughs> Texans that, care. That could cost... <laughs> annoyingly, they still potentially could get in the playoffs. Gus Bradley cares. So... Not Gus Bradley. I don't think Gus Bradley cares. I think Bill O'Brien cares more because actually I think he's now going to be synonymous with how Brock Osweiler plays. And I think Bill O'Brien has actually built a really nice roster in. in but he has built a really Texas. bad reputation for quarterbacks because he was talking about Ryan Mallett and Brian Hoyer the season before on Hard Knocks. Yeah. So this guy clearly has no idea what a quarterback is. Well, no, I think... He might be a good defensive-minded coach, but he's got no idea what he's talking about with quarterbacks. Well, I think he goes for what, what he... There he was going for what he knew. Both of those players he'd coached in New England. Mm-hmm. So both Ryan Maller and Brian Hoyer had, had played under uh, Bill O'Brien in New England. So I think it was just a case of, you know, better the devil you know. And clearly, better the devil you know is better. Because actually I think he'd take Brian Hoyer over yeah. Bob Osweiler now. So uh, it's a tough situation because they, they didn't have a high draft pick for him to go and get someone. Um, but annoyingly, if Savage turns out to be your guy... He's he's been on the roster the whole time Bill O'Brien's been there. So it's kind of like actually is that also a negative that you've it's not like noticed that. this guy's been under your nose the whole time? It's not like the romantic comedy, isn't it? Your best friend who you're going after the hot guy all the time yeah. and then Oh, yeah. it was my friend all along. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's Savage from oh, Bill O'Brien. Savage. Yeah. <laughs> Love that analogy. Is it Fred Savage? <laughs> 
Fred's don't talk about Fred Savage <laughs> no Tom Savage he's actually a good player I know not a lot of people know him but I actually quite liked him when he was coming out of the draft he just mm-hmm. he didn't look like he was going to set flashy. the world alight no. he's not flashy no but he didn't turn the ball over in college. Not Brock like. He's not Brock like. <laughs> exactly. We can make that mean so many things. That should Brock like. Let's do one more hot take then, Just King. A very quick one, yeah. How about Malcolm Floyd? Yes. And when life hands you lemons, make lemonade. Or get pulled over with an open bottle of Hennessy. Yeah. Oh, well, I don't know why I said it like that. Hennessy. <laughs> Hennessy. Hennessy. <laughs> Hennessy. You straight gangster. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I've been listening to rap music today. Um, yes. An open bottle of Hennessy. Was, that, was anything actually out of the bottle? Was it a full bottle of Hennessy? Well, given he was over the limit, mm. uh, driving limit. Could have been the second bottle. It could have been. Either way. No one knows. Either way. He'd had too much to drink. He had a bottle of Hennessy open in the car with him yeah. when he was pulled over. And he was listening to R. Kelly's Ignition remix. <laughs> we don't know that. We're speculating <laughs> there, but the likelihood is he could was. Could have been, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so pulled over. Uh, that was on the 12th, cut on the 14th. Mm-hmm. And so Solomon Grundy. Picked up on the 15th by New England Patriots. As they do. Thoughts on that pickup? Sounds like the Garrett Blunt to me. Does it? Yeah. So, going to work out well for them? Probably. Worked out well for the Garrett Blunt. And worked out well for the, well for the Patriots. Yeah. Um, obviously, this was a, a painful one for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, watching what we had there with Bell and Blunt, nice uh, two-headed monster there. Two years ago, uh, last yeah. year, uh, two years ago, two years ago. I'm sure it was two years ago. Yep. Uh, yeah. So we picked up the Garrett Blunt, and he was. Uh, you actually paid him a bit of money, which the Patriots refused to do. Every I season. know, I know. But halfway through the season, he decided that he really wanted to play for Bill Belichick again, and this was after he'd got. Um, Caught with Le'Veon Bell in a car smoking weed, so got them both suspended. Is that the two-headed monster you were talking about? Yeah, or were they talking about it? Purple monster, thinking that they <laughs> they'd seen it. Yeah, yeah, could have been I mean, some pink elephants. Or whatever. Again, we're speculating. Probably happened. It probably happened. Um, <laughs> yeah, they were listening to Fat Man Scoop in that car when that was happening. Again, speculating. Possible. For sure, happen. Either way, we're really, really getting off the story here. It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> I'm enjoying it. <laughs> yeah. So Legarrette Brun, he decided he wanted to go back to New England. So he caused a hizzy fit. He engineered his move out of the team, went through waivers somehow, and then ends up straight back to where he wanted to be with was with the Patriots. Well, didn't he? T- he t- there was some other stuff because he made such a hissy fit about wanting to go back to the Patriots. Yeah, no, no one, one was going to pick him up off waivers. Yeah, and so somehow Malcolm Floyd just went <laughs> straight through waivers again, mm-hmm. and lo and behold, he's moved straight into well Mayfair. Yeah, don't pass go. You know, collect two hundred, two hundred quid. Is this a monopoly? I've never played monopoly. So. Never played monopoly. No. Oh. It's a Monopoly reference. Okay. He's landed straight on Park Lane. All right. I straight don't, in the... no, I don't never played it, Tim. <laughs> I'm not talking to you anymore. Oh, the fans. Right, so, yeah, it, it's just typical, isn't it? You know, one of these guys that he's done something wrong, but because the Emperor has seen something that he can use. Well, it's because he's a good player. Bit, well, yeah. He's a good player. Um, I think when, he's, when he's sober, I just, he's a good player. It's the first time he's ever been done for anything. <laughs> and that's why I think it's a good move for him. I think... So why did the Cardinals cut him? If it's his first in, you know, infraction, why would you cut a guy when you haven't got that much? No, but I think no. that's why. I think a lot of teams, when a lot of things are going wrong, 
some stuff might have happened behind the scenes with regards to morale within the team or oh, people definitely. being disciplined and stuff. And and this I, this isn't directed at Floyd. This is in general. And from my experience playing sport, mm-hmm. is if there's things going on behind the scenes, there's typically a right next person. There's a decision. The next there's person's a the scapegoat, mm-hmm. and we we need to set a precedent. We need to set the expectation. Things aren't going to be tolerated. And he just happened to be that next guy in line. Because people get pulled over for DUIs all the time, really, frankly. You you get a slap on the wrist and you let it go. If it's so Denver, I think, you're a coach. I think that's what happened. What's, that's what happened there. And he has bore the brunt of, you know, what is has been an atrocious season based on expectations for the Cardinals this season. Mm. Having said that, he's now moved on to a team in the Patriots that are doing fantastically well and gives them another string to their bow because he is a throw it up jump ball kind of wide out physical specimen and can he run seven yards which they don't have don't make jokes (laughs) like that Um, yes he can and he he will offer a a deep ball threat or at least a jump ball threat in the red zone um, to you know hopefully cover some of the stuff that they're lacking from, from Gronk in those areas Mm -hmm. and it gives him a chance for if this is his one discretion maybe stuff has happened behind the scenes so I don't want to champion him too much but no New England is absolutely the place to go and get your career back on track go and ask I know he's an idiot but Aqib Tlaib go and ask all these other players like Blunt who then got an addition a a sort of higher paid contract with the Steelers these players that have resurrected their careers in the in within the Patriots organization Mm. And they they understand that they're not then going to get a big contract with the Patriots. They're going to have to leave, but it gives them that opportunity to go and play for a winning team and, a and maybe win a championship. Yeah, yeah. so I think ultimately it's a good move for him uh, and a rash potentially rash move from the Cardinals. All right, I'm falling asleep talking about the Patriots, so we better take a break now, King. Uh, have a beer and uh, come back for part two. Yeah, excellent. Welcome back, guys, to part two of the Jim and the King NFL podcast for week 15 of the 2016 NFL season. Yes. So, we've just talked about the hot takes, we King, have. in the first part. So, three stories that we wanted to uh, focus in on. Mm-hmm. Now, we're going to go to your corner. The King's Corner, yeah. Yeah. Or what I think we're going to look at now is maybe the crown jewels. Oh, nice. For next year. Nice, yes. So, I asked you last, but I threw down a bit of a, a challenge to you. You did? To... Tell me about some college players that we should really be looking at high up in the first round uh, in April. Yes. And you've done that, hopefully. I have. Well, I have. It could yeah. be a very short segment if you haven't. <laughs> I have. Yeah, I have. Yeah. I, All right. So who are we going to talk about then? Well, I picked three guys. I picked two guys that I really like mm-hmm. and a quarterback because I think everyone's going to be annoyed if I don't talk about at least one of the quarterbacks this year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then... I've no doubt you're going to chuck in some questions as you always do and I'll try. ask me where people went to school and stuff. So okay, um, yeah, I thought if I just if I just yeah, do yeah, three see, guys see and then we split all the rest person. of it. Yeah, yeah, sure, man. So first one I think is going to be the first overall pick personally. Mm-hmm. Um, Consensus so, at number one pick, isn't it? It's a tough one. It's a tough one. Uh, it depends if it's the Browns or the Forty Niners. <laughs> um, because. The guy I'm going to talk about is Miles Jack. He's a five technique. So Miles Jarrett, Jar- uh, not Miles Jack. Miles Jack. He was taken. He would have been the first overall pick last year. <laughs> he was taken was last year. Miles, Miles Garrett, actually. Yes. Sorry, that was terrible for me. That's a good start. Um, yeah, he's a five technique. So they've already taken DeForest Buckner, 
um, and uh, Arm- his Armst- Eric Armstead in the last two years. They're both yes. five techniques, so I don't think... They need him. I don't think the Niners are in the market for one. Um, so this is why it's dependent, although consensus, I think dependent whether it's the Niners or the Browns. All right. Let's assume it's the Browns. Let's assume because it's the Browns. if they don't win this weekend, they probably don't win the next weekend, and that's it. Yes. So let's it's assume our teams. Let's assume it's them. Um, they could do with some pass, pass rush. I think Ogba's, yeah. Ogba's done reasonably well um, since he's come in. Uh, and let's just let's just put another bookend on the other side. And I think that Miles Garrett is absolutely that guy. So defensive lineman from Texas A and M. His size, you could you could check him inside. I think he's going to be better rushing from the outside, more of a defensive end than a defensive tackle. I actually want to start with the intangibles, which you know is my favourite thing when it comes to the draft. Absolutely. Um, he's had no off the field issues, which is important if you're going to be the first overall pick. Um, he seems extremely humble, actually, and uh, and the other thing, he has no social media. Did you know this? Oh yeah, no social media. <laughs> he says it breeds negativity. It does. And the negativity part was a was a direct quote. I added the breeds bit. Um, <laughs> yeah, breeds negativity. And he said, "What's the point in wasting your life looking at your phone when you should enjoy your life?" And I went. I really like this guy. <laughs> He's got no social media, no off the field issues, yeah, no distractions from that standpoint, and I love all of those things. Good, so that's, good. That's fantastic. Let's go on to the production, which is what everyone really wants to talk about. Yeah, he is a physical freak, Jim. Right. Have you seen this guy play? I've seen some highlights. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's hard not to to watch some of these highlight videos and be impressed. Yes, absolutely. So he's uh, he's a physical freak. Six foot five. He's quick. He's powerful. Yeah, he's a nightmare. Right. Frankly, he is an absolute nightmare. In 23 games, he has 47 tackles for a loss. <laughs> and 31, <laughs> 31 sacks. Yeah. And seven forced fumbles. He is just so disruptive. And what that also helps, which you know you can see on teams where they have additional pass rush, but not necessarily a fantastic corner group, um, a la... The Carolina Panthers rule, which is we're not going to play corners, we're just we're going to invest in linebackers and and the defensive line. Yeah, it does absolutely help the guys on the back end because quarterbacks have less time to throw. When they're throwing, they've got someone in their face, or they're getting knocked back and they they start seeing shadows. So, it's the Al Davis philosophy. Yes, in the first twenty plays, you need to hit the quarterback and hit him hard. Yes, that was always the rule for the Raiders. Yes, and that's a good rule. Because they, abs- they absolutely, absolutely do start seeing ghosts in the pocket mm-hmm. there, so uh, I think he is Set the tone. deserving of the number one overall pick and is incredibly exciting to watch. Do we think he's close to Bosa? Better than Bo- what are we thinking? I don't know. Bosa, as good as Bosa was a tough one because um, Bosa. B- the problem with Bosa was he was so good so early on in his college career that he then started getting double and triple team towards the end of it. So. Yeah. His production looked like it dipped when actually he was just freeing up space for other people to come in. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's up there with Bosa, personally. Um, it's kind of a different player, more powerful um, than than Bosa, but at the same time, I think could have similar production as a rookie. I guess the Texans have shown what happens if you stick in a, a generational defensive end mm. or outside linebacker into your, into your team. Yeah. And you can start piecing an entire franchise around that player. Yeah. No, I, I think he's similar to 
that would be the compa- I'm not going to say it's JJ Watt, but as a playing style yeah. perspective and, and and his just physical appearance, mm-hmm. he's more of a JJ Watt than he is uh, than he is a Bosa. Bosa actually looks quite slender when he's playing. He does, yeah. Whereas uh, his physique, Garrett's physique, is much more similar to a JJ Watt than it is a Joey Bosa. Mm. So or a clowny type, really big. Yeah, yeah. Well, just a behemoth of a man yeah. who happens to be incredibly athletic as well. So <laughs> he's frightening, and I like all the off the field stuff. I like the no social media. He seems like a really nice bloke who happens to be a stud. There's absolutely no red flags there on that. Guy. Not at the moment, no. Okay, no. So as long as it's the Browns, we think we're, it's fairly certain that it's Miles Garrett. I think they want a quarterback, but I think that there's not. They want a lot of things. There's not a quarterback I I rate highly enough to take him. And actually, you look. Some of the teams, there's not been that many defensive linemen taken, frankly, first overall. And, uh, you know, you look at, I think Von Miller went second or third to the Broncos. And yeah. how, how bigger impact that guy has made. Uh, if you can find someone like that in the draft, which I think Garrett has the potential to be, then you've got to go take him if there's not a quarterback you like. The good news for the Browns is that at the moment, they've also got the eighth pick. Thanks to the Eagles yes, which is losing why, games. Which is why I think if they do rate one of these quarterbacks, I'm not sold on any of them. We'll talk about the one I'm highest on uh, later, but I I even think eight is a reach for one of these quarterbacks this year. It's wow. not a fantastic year. Okay. Not There's talk of no quarterbacks being taken in the first round, which will be the first time since 1996. I can't believe that's going to be true because it's there's so many true. teams need a quarterback. Yeah. There's even teams that will be picking in the teens that would want a quarterback a la Cardinals Cardinals have got the ninth pick right now yeah but believe think... it or not they're the ninth team going out in the draft wow I didn't know they were that high but yes yeah, uh, yeah I think they could be looking at quarterback it's last year they were 29th yeah it's that's, that's how bad it's been for the cards yeah. this year yeah it's that, sort of, it's that sort of regions where I think you're going to start to see quarterbacks go Okay, so who's the next person we want to talk about then? Next person is Mike Williams, wide receiver from Clemson. Mm-hmm. Have you seen him play? I have, yeah. I'm not. This isn't me grilling you. <laughs> I'm just wondering if you've seen him. Yes. He's a beast. Yeah, he's very tall. He's very tall. Which he is. helps. He's six foot four. He's a matchup nightmare because mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. And I'd want to say, firstly, Clemson's become a wide receiver factory. So, just to put it in perspective, since 2013, they've had drafted, and these are just the highlights, they've had a few other players drafted, DeAndre Hopkins, Sammy Watkins, and you'll like this one, Martavis Bryant? Martavis Bryant. Martavis Bryant. What you say it like that? I don't know, I thought I said his name wrong. (laughs) Um, Those three players, since 2013, have been drafted as Clemson wide receivers. Martavis Bryant, also known as the Alien. The Alien, yeah. Sammy Watkins, who when healthy, is is amazing. He's a number one. And DeAndre Hopkins... Top 10. Is a top Easy. 10 wide receiver when someone throws to him. Yeah. Which he hasn't had this season so Savage. far. Savage. Yeah, so don't blame... Don't blame DeAndre Hopkins for, you know... I'm his, not. His limited stats this season. Brain block, Brock-like. But <laughs> basically what so I'm saying... So if you go to a Clemson receiver, you're probably onto a good thing. Basically what I'm saying is I'm buying what they're selling. Because yeah. I'm loving that list <laughs> You're so lining far. up for them oranges. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah. So it's a good place to go. Okay, but, so where is he going? Where is he going? I have a theory. He's not going to last long, is he, out on that draft board? No. I think my view is he's going to go to the Bears 
That's at four at the if, moment. Yeah, at the moment. If Alshon Jeffrey doesn't re-sign. Only ca- issue they've got is they haven't had the best success in the last couple of years drafting a wide receiver in the f- well, top no, five Because Kevin White, they drafted. Hasn't really played. Hasn't played. So and when still... he has, hasn't looked great. No. So that could be that could cost him. I don't think he's slipping past Tennessee. Well, Tennessee's picking at five. Yeah. I meant that. I don't okay. <laughs> I don't think he's slipping past Tennessee. I think if you okay. look at that Tennessee team this so far this season, they've got the quarterback they want. I think everyone agrees on that. Yeah. They've got Delaney Walker who's a Pro Bowl tight end. Mm-hmm. Their defense has stepped up. Certainly the the you know the front seven. The front seven's played well. They absolutely need help on the back end, but yeah. they've, they've got some draft picks. They're picking twice in the first. They've round. They've got another one, haven't they? This uh, in, in yeah, the upcoming fifth draft. is thanks to the LA Rams giving up for Goff. Yeah, so they can go and get. It's a really deep draft from a corner standpoint. They can go and get help in the secondary, but one thing they do not have is a marquee wide receiver. They've got some players that have come up and played well. Tajay Sharp's looked good this season. Uh, Rashad Matthews has played well. Doriel Green Beckham. Doriel Green Beckham is okay. I'm not a huge fan. And uh, Kendall Wright is okay as well. Uh, yeah. But none of those are uh, sort of number ones, in my opinion. Okay. Mike Williams is would absolutely become that if he went in, into their team. He His catch radius, to me, is reminiscent of Calvin Johnson. Yes, I said Calvin Johnson. I meant it. <laughs> uh, and, but I think the, the best comparison for him at the moment is Tampa's Mike Evans. Who Just I rated that, number two wide receiver this year. Yeah. That combination of of size, speed, and that catch radius, I think he's just yeah. like I said, he's a matchup nightmare. Okay, so I think he would go in and do immensely well with what is already has a physical nature to their offense with the likes of Demarco Murray to go and pick up and Derek Henry and Derek Henry, sorry, yeah, and to go and pick up someone like Williams who can that'd be a stacked offense, bully cornerbacks. Yeah, it would be a stacked yeah. offense. All right, so who's the third one then? The third one had to be a quarterback, didn't it? Because Did it? I, you well, said first round not picking a quarterback. I, ooh, I don't know. I, um, <laughs> I, would, I, would, I think they're first, first round worthy. I just think they're going to be inflated. Go on then. Um, I'm only doing it because I think everyone wants me to talk about a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, no, you'd be absolutely right. Because they're fun. Yeah. Uh, Mitch Trubisky. Quarterback. Mitch Trubisky. Trubisky. Uh, quarterback from North Carolina. Yeah. That place that isn't known for football is mainly known for basketball um he's this is the issue he this is why he's one of the more polarizing players in this year's draft is because and i'm including the bowl game he's yet to play he is going to finish with 13 collegiate starts what so he's got 12 now he's played 12 games and he's going to go in the first round of the draft but start started well, started. So yeah. What's he doing then? He's thirteen in the, collegiate starts. He's, he's just, coming in the fourth quarter. What's he doing? He was backup for the first two years, uh, and now he's come in and he started. So who is he backing up? Do we know who was backing? I remember, but I can't remember his name. He went undrafted. So, and he played for I think the Vikings and Green Bay on their practice squads in the last two years, or last this season. Sorry, yeah. So no, the guy went undrafted and so has not been signed to a full roster. roster. Hmm? Was it Starve? No. Can't remember his name. Can't remember. Okay. Doesn't matter. He's undrafted. No one's going to know him. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. So he's a bit of an unknown. Wait, which... wait. Come on. Tell me about Deshaun Kaiser then. 
Well, no, I want to talk about Trubinsky for a sec. Why? It sounds like a complete unknown. He is a bit of an unknown. But so far this season, he's had 28 touchdowns to four interceptions and thrown for three and a half thousand yards. Is he playing them on the big leagues? Yeah, he's doing. He's playing in... Well, he's doing reasonably well for North Carolina, yes. But here's my theory on it and where he has to have a discussion. He absolutely is the highly, highest rated quarterback at the moment and is the most likely to go off the board first. Right. Because he's got that those physical skills. He's the he's the got the productivity size where he's like six four, six five, he's got mm. a big arm, he's got sneaky athleticism similar to someone like an Andrew Luck. Okay. Um but if he went back and had a similar season next year, he is likely to be the first overall pick. Because you have more of a sample size and if he plays anything like he has this season someone's going to want a quarterback at the top of the draft I think we can assume that yeah based on previous you know the previous year's trends but this season to, to put it in perspective Laramie Tunsil who was projected to be the third overall pick was taken as an early teen pick that was a difference of eight million in salary yeah so from Trubinsky's <laughs> standpoint do you come out and potentially be a top 10 pick more likely, in my opinion, he should be anyway. A, a pick in the teens, it's still you'll still be a millionaire. But do you would you back yourself to go and make the extra eight million in salary and be the first overall pick next year? And what's he going to do to to make that? Well, he just needs to go back to school for one more year and play. Oh, you think similar, he might not, similarly. not declare then? Okay. Yeah, he's still a junior, so he's an underclassman. So from his standpoint, he could go back and play a senior season. Well, I've got no idea how good he is. So, well, if he is that good, he's then... He's decent. He looks good. He looks great. But if, he rec- if he I could might last, look great if he reckons, If he backs himself to last another whole season, yeah. then do it. But He's got the stature that looks as if he could stay healthy. You just don't know what's going to happen next year and, and what teams are going to be wanting a quarterback. Yeah. Um, which teams are going to be desperate for a quarterback. Because that's the real thing, is that there are a few teams right now that are desperate mm. for a quarterback. It's not just that... No, we really need a quarterback. No, 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 I need a quarterback. Yeah, yeah, I must have one. Yeah, my, yeah. Yeah, I can't leave the building because the fans are going to lynch me if yeah, I don't sign yeah. a quarterback. I'm contemplating playing Matt Barkley. That's how bad some teams <laughs> hey, need. Hey, <laughs> this Matt Barkley. No, it's true. Who was it you asked me about? Sorry, I was... I so just, Deshaun Kaiser. Deshaun Kaiser. Has been a name that's been rattling around for a long time now. This yep. guy looks huge. Yeah, he looks great in shorts. Yeah. <laughs> Do you yeah. know what I mean? He he's that guy. What he's from Notre Dame. Looks like he ate Big Ben. Yeah, no, he's a, no, he doesn't. No one looks like they ate Big Ben. That's outrageous. <laughs> only Albert Hainsworth was the only player I've ever seen. And gone, you might have eaten Big Ben. Oh, Google that guy. Yes. Um, sorry, just just Deshaun off the Kaiser. Tangent. Yeah, come on. Hey, I just want to talk about Hainsworth for oh, one right. second. Oh, I was in America when Hainsworth failed his physical. For the Redskins, <laughs> after being the highest paid defensive player at one point in time. Yeah. And a radio presenter passed it. Passed what? The physical that he needed to oh, do. Oh, sh- And Albert Hainsworth, who was getting paid £25 million for that season, <laughs> had failed it. Sorry, that was just my off on a tangent. Because <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. That's um, like um, T. Rich, isn't it? Yeah. T. Rich Richardson going and eating a load of food. Yeah, before putting on £7 yeah. in one morning. Yeah. <laughs> That IHOP was, was sold out oh, by the time he left. Absolutely crazy. Talk okay, about yeah. eating Big Ben. Um, Deshaun Kaiser. Yes, Deshaun Kaiser. Why isn't he a first round pick now? Because I would think the Browns are picking him with their second pick in the top 10. I don't think they will. 
Well, just the gut feeling is that we're going to. That's no, what we're going to do at the moment. Good for you. I think they're going Garrett, and then with their current eighth pick, they're they're going for a quarterback, and they want a mismatch. And Deshaun Kaiser is that kind of X factor. Yeah, they've they've rolled the dice on quarterbacks quite regularly now. Yeah, they absolutely have and done that. Why not do it again? Hey, eh? why not? If, eh, if you've lost every other time you've done it, why not do it again? Yeah, I th- I personally think Deshaun Watson's more likely to go ahead of Deshaun Kaiser. Mm. Uh, at the moment, um, Kai- Deshaun Bowl. Yeah, Kaiser's had a, a, a sort of weird season this year, so I don't necessarily think his playing style suits um, the Notre Dame, the Brian Kelly system that they've been playing. And he has regressed somewhat this season. He looked great last year, <clears throat> and that's what's going to cause teams problems. Is is it just a system fit type situ- scenario? Because um, the guy's got a huge arm, like you said, he's massive. He's athletic. He's yep. strong. He, you know, I imagine on a pro day, he is going to look absolutely phenomenal. Mm-hmm. But what system do you play? Does it, are there any similarities <laughs> between that and Notre Dame? Why is he not able to carry a team? And they're questions that, you know, if you're, if you're not lighting it up in college, are you, can they reasonably expect you to go and light, light it up in the pros? So I think that's why someone like Trubinsky's come in. I know it's only one season, but we touched on this. Three and a half thousand yards, 28 touchdowns, four interceptions. And Kaiser's stats aren't anything like that. So it's... Weren't they that good in like his first season? Yeah, his, his, um, his sophomore and um, sophomore year was decent. It's, yeah, so... He's, he's dropped off so f- this season. Well, so could Trubisky. He absolutely could. Which is why he might need to declare this Didn't year. Didn't you say earlier though that the whole team is suffering a bit? It's not just Kaiser. Yeah, yeah they've had a really rough year. Um, Notre Dame have had a really rough year. Um, preseason were ranked or one of the favourites to to step up and and make the playoff, but yeah, they've regressed. There's been some turmoil. There's been some animosity. Yeah. So it's 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 not the most comfortable place to play this season. Certainly not for a young person who's trying to develop his game. Uh, but I think that if I was going to take one of the, the Deshauns, it would be Watson from Clemson okay. ahead of Kaiser. Okay. Although he's got his question marks as well, because he has thrown two plus interceptions in four games this season, but has now stepped up, played really well towards the back end of the year, and and got Clemson into the final four. So, so where's Trubisky going? Oh, Trubisky's a tough one. Should we just chuck Is he him going in the to Browns? The Niners? Should we chuck him in the Browns? Well, Niners got the second pick at the moment. No, no, sure, no, he might do. <laughs> I think. I no, no, no. I think they're going to go linebacker. We've said a number really? of times. Yeah, we've said a number of times how bad they were at tackling. It's one of the the worst performances. Yeah, it is yeah. So maybe someone like a Reuben Foster, middle linebacker from Alabama, can shore up that that run okay. game or okay. run defense rather. Um, hard hitting, pro ready linebacker is arguably well. He's up there. He's in the conversation with Garrett. As as the best player in the draft, so right. I don't think they're reaching taking a middle linebacker at number two in the draft. It's just whether they do want to really reach and try and take one of those quarterbacks. <laughs> so that would be uh, that would be my opinion. Okay, is there anything else you want to talk about then in your crown jewel segment? No, any questions you've got? Anyone you want to meet? No, to I just feel like I've uh, I've I know more now than when I started. I feel enriched with uh, college knowledge. Good. Well, every time I talk to you, King. So good. Thank, thank you, you, sir. I'm sure we'll talk about him again. Yeah, as we're getting closer to the draft, 
obviously after week 17 when the uh, top 10s finalised. Yeah. Um, I'm sure we'll look at college players. Did again. you not want to talk about your favourite wide receiver? Oh, you want to talk about. Oh, well, you, if you let me. You asked me about him, and I went, I I've not done any. <laughs> I've, not, done I've not watched anything on him. So I've heard about this guy. Well, you, you, you've already educated me before the podcast, so I, I think <laughs> it's only right that you do that for the fans. D.D. Westbrook. D.D. Westbrook, okay. Yeah. He's so, a Sooner? He's a Sooner. Oklahoma, yeah. Yeah, so I've shown you a video of him. You have. You have? <laughs> so, what do you think? First impressions, I mean, you know, he is uber quick. And so as a result, a lot of his highlights are just that he's separated from yeah. the defender and he's just caught it and run in. Yeah, he also plays with a quarterback whose name escapes me, who looks like he's incredible at throwing a deep ball. Yeah. Which I think helps. I saw a couple of plays, even in the video that you showed me, that make me think he could be a special receiver. There's also another thing that I like because I'm like to know things so I did a, about <laughs> two minutes research before we started he's a senior yes. in college as well which means he's had time to refine his craft a lot of the things that and this this is what's noticeable about him is he is a good route runner there was one play in particular where it was like a stutter and go slant route and he just took out three defenders mm-hmm. um, and like you say it's tough to evaluate someone like him because he is that fast he is that explosive that a lot of his plays, he's just he's busted coverage or he's just blown out cornerbacks and no one can keep up with him. But no. when you can see specific plays like that stutter and go slant route that take players out of the game, you go, yeah, the guy's are, he's refined he's refined as a route runner, which is something a lot of these college wide receivers struggle with now. Not just one dimensional. Yeah, because, you know, you see a lot of these players coming out of, you know, um, Who's the wide receiver for the Browns came out last year? Coleman? Corey Coleman. Yeah, yeah. Coleman only ran go routes in college. Mm. Has never run a route. So, what, you know, how do you evaluate that? Do you yeah. know what I mean? Whereas at least you could see some of his route running ability and the fact he's a senior means he's been coached for that extra year as well. Um, I like the fact he also went to junior college and then transferred to Oklahoma. So There's progression. There's progression, yeah. And, he, you know, people have seen, seen the talent and he's gone and, I think he broke Ryan Bowles' record for the most receiving, um, most catches, which is a big thing because mm. um, Bowles played, was drafted, had a couple of years in the in the NFL, uh, and also played with the number one um, taken quarterback in Sam Bradford. Yeah. So you know he was playing with. I know you don't necessarily <laughs> you rate talk him, about Sam Bradford every but in week. In college, in college, the guy was a beast. Yeah. So it's like you know to play with someone at that level. And then be able to overtake him. I think they're all really good signs. So actually, I'm quite intrigued, and I need to check him out more. You do, yeah. I, he just blows up my phone every week. Yeah, <laughs> so he does. Just great. get these these texts going. Oh, D.D. Westbrook, D.D. Westbrook. Yeah, he's just hit this. He's done another 75 yeah. yard touchdown, or whatever. Yeah, there you go. No, good so, shout. Yeah. Good shout, man. Very. That exciting was my little player. sleeper going in there. Very exciting player. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. All right, so let's take one more break, and then we're going to have to talk about some actual NFL King for actual games that happened over last week, and also get your picks. And also, oh, well, I'm going to sneak in your favourite segment as well, oh, just ooh. for you. Oh, interesting! Bit of Trojan, Ooh. Trojan accent. Can't wait. Welcome back, boys and girls, to the final part of the Jim and the King NFL podcast for Week 15. Yes. So we've done a lot of talking, King. Well, I've done loads. I was just about to say it's been. <laughs> the king and a little bit of gym this week yeah, so we, apologies yeah. for those gym fans <laughs> yeah <laughs> we know who you are and apologies to you. I probably should apologise to you 
<laughs> oh well. Uh, we need to. Well, we've completely you know reneged on our agreement to talk about games. Yeah. So we better get back on track. Let's. So let's run through all the results for week fifteen, King. Yeah. And let's just talk about your your record because yet again you smashed it. Okay. Eleven and five. Eleven and your five. Your record this week. Strong, strong pick. Congratulations. Again. That's good. Um. There were some tight games as well. One was a one-pointer. Uh, one was a blowout. No, two were one-pointers, actually. Two, at, t- I lost two, two on one Two came point down to one-point oh. difference. Uh, yeah. So, let's go through them. Let's. First of all was the Thursday night game. The Seattle Seahawks, as you rightly said, trounced the LA Rams Yep. with John Fassel. Sorry, John Fassel. I got your name wrong last week. 24-3. Uh, to three. Okay. Yeah, they destroyed him. Yeah. And and destroyed whatever confidence that Jared Goff had left. <laughs> and let's leave it there. It was a concussion protocol for Goff as well in that game. Yeah, it was a concussion protocol. It was a potential needed to go to the toilet and clean himself up protocol. <laughs> he just looked like he had a really bad day. Let's leave it there. He's going to have a few more of those before uh, the season's <laughs> yeah, out. Probably. Let's go on to the uh, the Sunday games then. So, yep. first of all, my Pittsburgh Steelers were looking bad, King. They were looking down and out against yeah, you the Cincinnati Bengals. You look rubbish. Jeremy Hill decides to uh, defecate, basically. Or defile, I should say, really, rather than defile <laughs> a terrible towel. We just talked about defecating. He might as well have Jared done. Goff. <laughs> he might as well have done. He uh, was disrespectful. He was. In extremis. Um, but then... Thanks to Chris Boswell kicking six field goals. And it's eventually getting a touchdown to Antonio Brown. And actually, hang on, massive shout out to Boswell. Not only the six field goals, arguably the best tackle I've seen all season. Or most important. (laughs) No, I'm being serious. Because that's a a dead set touchdown that he stopped as well. So not only did he score... Well, not only did he get you 18 points in field goals, he also... Say, cost you, saved you seven? Saved you seven. Yeah. That guy's killing the game. What a <laughs> week for kickers. What a great, yeah. what a great week for Chris Boswell. The Steelers end up winning 24 to 20 in Cincinnati. I've got to be honest, I enjoyed that result. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you did. And actually, why do they always do that to the terrible towels? I why, don't know. Every time they do it, they end up, because they only do it when they're winning, because otherwise they wouldn't do it. And then they end up losing. If you enjoy listening stop, to the podcast, stop doing it. You need to be on Twitter as well, following us at Jim and the King. I do try and live tweet games as we're going along, and obviously, you know, I did make some comments about Jeremy Hill <laughs> and uh, the, bung- the Bungles' insistence on crowing in the middle of a game. If there's one thing you don't do, King, it's start crowing before the results in the bag. Do you know what I'm going to do? And they do it consistently, and they always fail. They should. And do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do what the fans should do and go and check out our Twitter because I didn't realise you'd done that. And I'm going to go look to see what you wrote. Stuff. <laughs> I'm going to see what you wrote. I'm live tweeting Red Zone, so oh no, it's awesome. I'm loving. I'm loving the live tweets. You've been fantastically funny the last couple of weeks, but it's uh, you wouldn't know about I, this. I week. missed this week's. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to check it out. But thank you for picking them. And thank you, Steelers, for sticking in there yeah, and, and getting the result sorely needed. So that's five wins in a row now for the, the Steelers. Yeah. We do it in rows. It was five then five wins, four losses, five wins. Yeah. You know. Uh, next game was the one you didn't get right, actually. King. Okay. You went for the Jets 
to beat the Dolphins, and the Dolphins ran riot, thirty-four to thirteen. And uh, Matt Moore scored four touchdowns. Yeah, the thunk it. Yeah, they were like run after the catch touchdowns. Yeah, Although Jarvis Landry was looking actually, good. Actually, that's a lie, because he had two where he rolled out, and then one of them actually delayed the play, delayed the throw, delayed the throw, and then made it right in the corner of the end zone. So mm-hmm. that was actually a good play. So I'm, I was about to bash Matt more than him. <laughs> you can't he bash a guy that's just called four <laughs> he touchdowns. Doesn't, he doesn't deserve it. Um, <laughs> yeah, they looked it good. It was a reach. It was a reach, that pick. I mean, you did say it was because... It was just purely because Tannehill was out. Injuries, and I didn't, yeah. I, I didn't know what Matt Moore was, was going to be like, and actually impressed me. Um, and they couldn't cover... One more win there in the playoffs, I think, now. The Jets can't cover anyone. No. Like, I know Landry's a decent receiver and stuff, but I mean, genuinely, every, like, it wasn't just one... But normally, we keep saying Revis gets torched by the number one guy, but Revis is just following number ones around still. Mm-hmm. This was everyone. Yeah. Their whole secondary was Buster screen is a, is a shadow of his... He's good at busting screens, but other than that, <laughs> he's rubbish. He does what he says on the team. I don't even know if he can bust screens. I just think that's the best <laughs> name for a safety ever. It is a great name. Except Quentin Jammer, who played for the Chargers. That was, <laughs> yes. especially when he only played man coverage. He was just jamming at the line of script. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, some good names there. Next up, it's the Green Bay Packers. You picked them to go into Chicago and get the win. I did warn you this is going to be a difficult game, King, and it was because... I said it'd be close. You said it was, you said it'd be close, but you said the Packers would win. Did that not happen? It did. They did. So why we... What? They did. What's your argument? There's something you haven't heard, though, yet. Okay, go on. Trojans! <laughs> no! We got a sound effect! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> That's outrageous! It's a Trojan win! <laughs> it's a Trojan win! Do you, you want to know why? I didn't even know he had one! <laughs> that is so. That's awesome! Yeah! Why just for that? Oh, it's my favourite I've, I've been up for ages doing that. <laughs> yeah, it was. Why is it Trojan? Because there was just. We've We've just over a minute left. Yeah. You've been thrown off by your own... I know. By your own sound My genius. (laughs) We've we've just over a minute left. The Packers relinquished that lead for the first time in the game. Yep. Okay. They might have got four turnovers in that game. Turnovers. Turnovers. Yep. Turnover. Yep. She was a (laughs) hooer. Bill, what's her impression? (laughs) I've told you I've been listening to Sopranos. Joe Pantoliano does that. But she was a hooer. Anyway. Um, Yeah. So they had four turnovers in the game, the Packers. Yep. But they gave up 354 yards passing. Deontay Thompson and Cameron Meredith both got over 100 yards passing in this game. Yep. And seeing as though you've never heard of Deontay Thompson until I just said his name. I hadn't. <laughs> and it wasn't just that. I mean, you know, Alshon Jeffrey came back from his four-game suspension, got over 80 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, he, pretty much on one drive, though. Yeah. It, it's because it took Aaron Rodgers throwing like a 70-yard bomb with under a minute to go, Jordan Nelson catches it and they set up a field goal. Yeah. The only reason they won that game. That's why it's Trojan. Yeah. So what do you do in that instance as, as a defence? There's less than a minute left. Yeah. The other team has no touchdowns. They're still playing. I think it was 40 seconds left, actually. Yeah. They're still playing to win the game. Yeah. And you're tied. Yeah. You know people play cover two defence. Yeah. You'd play like cover nine, wouldn't you? You'd play prevent. And you'd go, you're not, we're just not going to let you kick a field goal. And yeah. We'll, take, we'll try like it. You can have the under. Yeah. We'll I'll try. give you 15 yards. Yeah. I'll give you 20 yards. Yeah. I'm not giving you 40 or 50 yards. Yeah. 
It was the fact that Jordy Nelson was running the go route and then went, oh my God, I'm open. Put his hand up. Yeah. I'm actually open. Yeah. <laughs> What's yeah. going on? And Rogers, like you said, threw an at 60 yards, I think, in the air bomb yeah. to Jordy Nelson. Trojan. And, and then they just, they started sprinting and went, oh my God, we've got like 40 seconds. We've got let's, time to wait and let's then just knock walk it down up for there, free. Let's yeah. do the spike and then, yeah, yeah. Someone carry Aaron Rodgers up there. <laughs> that, yeah. that damaged calf. Yes, indeed. Although, apparently, he's woken up this morning and said he feels better than he did before the game. So, that's good news for Packers fans. And that is the uh, fourth win for the Packers since their loss to the Eagles. Yes. So, they're steamrolling themselves into the playoffs. They are. And then now, it's it's in the Packers' hands now. Yeah. Yeah. It's in the Packers' hands as much as <laughs> they have to beat the other team that's ahead of or join with them. Yeah. In two weeks' time, <laughs> you so. want me to start looking this stuff up? Though, no, no, they, they play the Lions in the penultimate week of the season. Yeah, and that's basically for the. They're currently the just outside the playoffs, but they are joint with Tampa on eight and six. Yeah, but if they win out, it means that they beat the Lions, which means they'll overtake yes, them. Yes, that's true. So it's in their hands. It is. They've got to beat the Lions. There you go. That's just that's just science, Jim, <laughs> and math. That's science. And this is maths. why we didn't know it. Um, right, synergy. Yeah. Let's yes. get on with this, King. I, I'm enjoying this, mate. What's the next <laughs> yeah. one? Well, the next one, we're going to talk about the Texans versus the Jaguars because you did pick the Texans. No, you picked the Jags. Sorry. Yeah, I wouldn't pick the Texans. No, you picked the, the Jags to beat Brock Osweiler and you were absolutely right. Yep. But it came down to the very end and a one-point win mm-hmm. for the Texans. Jadavion Clowney looked like an absolute beast in this game. He did. He looked like he should have been taken number one number overall. Number one pick, yeah. I don't know why it wasn't... <laughs> It's only taken him two and a half years. Yeah, um, congratulations. Yeah, he... Uh, or one and a half, I can't even remember. One and a half. One and a half years. Um, yes, he did look great. He should really be great. Really great. He should be great. Yeah. He is... Who wants... Who would... You, if, you, if you were to pick what a defensive end should look like and how fast they should be, mm. you'd, just, you'd just be describing him. Yeah. It's like on Madden when you've just got your own creator player yeah. and you've just gone tall... Big, yeah. fast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's make him six Just foot six. Wax let's, the slider bar all the way. Let's make him bench. Tw- he can do 20 reps in the combine. Yeah. I'll wait and he can run a four five forty. Yeah. But then doesn't have production. It's just a nightmare. But mm-hmm. yeah, good for him to get back. Do you know what? He has struggled with some injuries. So hopefully this is what we're to see. Yeah. And actually, when Watt's back, if that Ooh. is what we're... <laughs> We're just going to see them coming in the in the middle together and just crushing quarterbacks. Yeah, this win wasn't Trojan. Congratulations to Tom Savage and to the whole Texas Savage team. Savage played well. And yeah, actually, yeah, shout out to Savage. Came on and played immensely whole well. Whole team. And it was, was good to see him. Dimes. Wasn't yeah. just what because he knows the offense better than anyone yeah, else. Yeah. He went, oh, actually, yeah, we have got a top 10 wide receiver. Let's. They are still maybe, in pole position throw him. for the playoffs throw him now. The ball. Yeah, they are. They are. It's weird. weird. Weird game. Weird game. Okay, so next one obviously was a correct pick here with the Buffalo Bills 33, the Browns 13. Mm-hmm. They're now 0-14. And, you know, if you're having a bad time, play the Browns. Yes. Yes. And at one point, I thought RG3 was dead. <laughs> what, in the kicking net? No, did you? No, I didn't even see that. He got knocked into the kicking net. This guy doesn't oh, no, know what's going on. I didn't see on. that. Did, oh, did you see the one where the, <laughs> it was at <laughs> well, the Bills? You didn't see that? It was at the Bills. No. Was it the yeah, Bills? it wasn't. So it wasn't the Bills. Yeah, yeah. it was at the Bills. Yeah. And RG Freeze rolled out, mate. You need to watch this game. He's rolled out. He's thrown it, and the guy's caught it. And all you hear is 
the whole Bills stadium go, <laughs> because RG3 got killed. Yeah. And then just got up and carried on playing. I was like, based on his track record, I honestly thought he might be dead. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> the old Pat White syndrome. Um, that was the single worst performance on defense I've ever seen. Really? By the Browns. Well, I wasn't going to say by the Bills. It was depressing. I have never seen all phases. Linemen, cornerbacks, everything. Both phases. I've never seen a defense play that badly. I mean, they weren't really showing it on Red Zone. They even apologized when they had to cut to it. It was for any reason. So. Seriously, I watched, the, the, I watched the whole game. I have never seen a performance that bad. Wow. It was horrific. Okay. I genuinely, I, again, I've said this a number of times, and this, I'm not, I don't mean this to come off condescending, because I had a really bad team last year in the Chargers. It is horrible when you see a team perform that badly when they've got such a nice, such an amazing fan base. Yeah. And it's, honestly, I was shocked watching that game. It looked like they didn't want to tackle. <sighs> it was horrible. Okay, next game. Mm-hmm. The Philadelphia Eagles. Yes. So close to a win. They were and good for them for going for it. Yeah, two point conversion failure. Yeah, meant that the Ravens won twenty seven to twenty six. Twelve chance. <laughs> this sound effects amazing. <laughs> I love it. Um, um yeah, for that reason, sir, for sure Trojan. Yeah, it's got to be Trojan because that should have taken it to a. If they just gone for a, an extra point, it's to go into a tie game, and you just don't know at that point. No. So there's no way the Ravens say they deserve to win this game. No, they can't say that. No. The, uh... I love the call. Can I just say, I love the call. Thanks. I love the call. You keep rustling your pad around, man. I've got loads of notes. You've got no notes. (laughs) I don't ever make notes. It's the Eagles' fifth straight loss. I had to check it. I don't want to be right on these things. Yeah. It's the Eagles' fifth straight loss now. And that ain't good. No. Because, well, it's good for the Browns because it gives them a higher draft pick. Yeah. Next year. (laughs) But, um... For the Eagles, it's not not so good. No. Guess what? You've got a rookie quarterback with little talent offensively around him. Oh, surprise, surprise, you're losing games. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? I don't understand why people are, like, starting to rip on the Eagles. Yeah, it's so annoying because they were really close to taking the Ravens down. Yeah, and Wentz, besides, I know he started to now throw interceptions... But it's because he's trying to win games now. Yeah. Whereas before he was like, I need to be careful with the ball. I'm learning. the. Now he's like, well, actually, I'm the best player on my team and I need to win us the game. I'm still not sure about Doug Pedersen and his play calls. No. Not for the two-point conversion so much, but earlier, earlier plays. I like the two-point conversion. challenges. I don't... No. There's something off there. There is. The two-point conversion basically was, we're not a playoff team, let's try and get an extra win. And actually, I like him going for that because that was a sign to say to the fans, yeah, I... You know, we've not got a draft pick, so screw the Browns. Yes, yeah. let's, let's try and let's, you're, look. Let's you're try on, and t- put them up a bit in the. Draft you're on the board. road, yeah, and you've got a chance to to nail the Ravens. Yeah, you've got to take that chance. Yeah, you know. absolutely. It's just a shame it was such a kind of weak throw, batted down at the line. Yeah, and it's just a walk off basically then for the Ravens. You yeah. did pick the Eagles to win that game, so that's one of the other small uh, losses you got there. Yes, indeed. But let's move on then to the. <laughs> It's been a long podcast. I'm liking it. <sighs> to the Tennessee Titans mm-hmm. beating the Kansas City Chiefs. Twelve chance. Back to back. Back yeah. to back. <laughs> oh, this kills me. When will they stop icing kickers, King? I don't know. When will they stop icing kickers? 
I don't know. It's not fair anymore. I do you know because of that sound effect was so good. I even forgot what game we're talking about. What it's game the was Tennessee it? Titans that Titans you picked. To I beat, did pick and to no beat one my White Hot Chiefs. No one thought that. Well, either. they shouldn't have won. It was Trojan. I don't like, care. They did win. They were set up to lose that game. How can it be Trojan if I picked it before the game? Well, I've agreed with the other two Trojans, <laughs> but when I pr- pick it before a game, can't you can't say it's Trojan because they'd missed the field goal. The win- the game winning field goal was wide. It was wide, but was that the game winning one? No, no, <laughs> it should have been. But because you know Andy Reid likes giving other teams second chances, they got a the chance then to leather it, and Ryan suck up sticking it to his old team. Uh, getting the win there for the Tennessee Titans. Congratulations to the Titans. Doesn't mean it's not Trojan. No. And speak about... That was, that was a great game. I mentioned the Eagles going for two and I agreed with it. Did you agree with the Titans going for two with three minutes, 12 seconds left? And to to take the lead? Yeah. You did? Well, I I always like it when the team goes for two. Yeah, but you, you're a Steelers fan. You have yeah. to like it. <laughs> you have to like it. Hey, hey, we're just ahead of the curve, right? You're not yeah. ahead of the curve. You were the. You had the highest percentage last season of two point conversions. Yes. At around fifty percent, which meant that even if you get did, did but no only two point conversions, you're not guaranteed to get hundred percent if you're one pointers. No. We've seen that. The no, point after that isn't point. so much of that a nail on. the point on. I was trying to make. So your, right. your view was, if you increase that slightly, you'd be better off if you only ever went for two. Yeah. Because of your average being 50 <laughs> yeah. now, which meant it was one for one, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Well done to the Titans. That's their third straight win. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, they're looking... Well, I'd, I'd like White to see them hot? in the playoffs. No. <laughs> I thought I'd use your phrase back on you then. I've been waiting for you to talk about this game. I still love the Chiefs this year. I still love them. Yeah. So what are they now? They're still white hot. Are they like eggshell hot? Yeah. Beige hot. (laughs) Beige hot. Beige hot. Okay. Um, Yeah, Titans look good. Next game was the New York Giants beating the Detroit Lions. You called it. 17 to 6. Called it. That defense is amazing. Yeah, it was the battle of nine and seven. Yep. And the Giants came out on top. So, yep. yeah. Yeah. It's about all you can say about that game, really, I think. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, oh. Need to go back and say uh, well done to Ron Parker for that interception. I don't know if you saw it in the Chiefs game. It was a diving interception, like yeah. one-handed. Yes, I did see that. Yeah, sorry, we forgot to say that. Yeah, he couldn't get Couldn't get through this podcast. Chin up, Ron, it meant nothing. Chin up. Uh, okay. Talking about chin up then, King. Oh, hang on. We don't want to talk about the Giants. What are you going to say about the Giants? Odell Beckham had a really nice one-handed grab. Janaris <laughs> well. Jenkins had it's another classic. You know, they the league says that they want to players to be healthy and safety go, comes first. Yeah. Janaris Jenkins has internal organ injuries. <laughs> hasn't got any broken bones. So he'll be playing this week on yeah, Thursday. Yeah. Congratulations, <laughs> But definitely oh. safety. Player's safety comes first. Oy vey. Yeah. No, it's only his, it's only his organs that's the problem. His <laughs> bones are fine. Don't worry about it. Did you not see that? No. Oh, hilarious. No. There you go. Uh, you picked the Vikings to beat the Colts because of the Vikings' great home form. Unfortunately, it was a 34-6 win for the Colts. Yeah. Uh, Vikings didn't show up. No, literally didn't show up. Yeah. 
for sure didn't um the only thing i will say is they had reasonable pass rush on andrew luck initially or put him under pressure which is what you said they were going to do yes uh except luck kept evading it and thrown dimes uh, one thing i noticed there was a couple of throws one in particular to um perryman i think it was where he threw an absolute laser mm-hmm. um to him a deep ball it's the first time I've seen Andrew Luck take a full five-step drop with a hitch and then th- being able to throw and have time to do that. Okay. And I just remembered how good actually Andrew Luck is yeah. when he's got a decent when he gets offensive the chance, line. Yeah. So if they can sort shore that up over the off-season, he is frightening. They're still on for the playoffs. doesn't matter. They're, they won't get, get anywhere because of that, no, that offensive line. But yeah. if they shore it up, I saw a couple of passes where I went, I've forgotten how good, just how good you, you are. The last game that uh, you got wrong mm-hmm. was the Arizona Cardinals versus the Saints. Saints went into Arizona and won 48-41. to 41. Mm. The reason you picked against them was, of course, because Drew Brees hasn't been scoring points. No. He rectified that this week. Yeah, he did. If, you're, if you are an Arizona fan, or if you're Bruce Arians before that game, and you said, what was it, 48-41? to Yeah. If you turned around to Arians before the game and said, you're going to score 41 points, mm. do you trust your defense to keep your your elite defense, the yeah. whole the the thing your team is built around. Do you trust they won't they won't concede forty one points? I think every Cardinals fan and Bruce Arians would have said, "Got this one in the bag." Yeah. So yeah. Um, David Johnson again. David Johnson yep. breaking records. Yep. Uh, over hundred yards for the first fourteen games in the season. Yep. First time ever. Most yep. or longest record it's ever. The first player to do that. Um, I think next week if he does it again he'll have equaled well he'll have broken the overall record for a season of getting 100 yards in the game I don't know mate I, I'm I'm not clued up I think I season. remember them showing it at the weekend was that if he gets one more 100 mm-hmm. yard game yeah. this season yeah. doesn't matter if it's next week or week after it would have broken the record oh that's awesome for the most Good consistent games he's um he's yeah breaking records and his stop cuts are breaking ankles he's just <laughs> yeah he's too leaving good. defenders in their wakes too right? good yeah uh then we've got the falcons mm-hmm. hosted a team called the san francisco 49ers yep i think they might have folded a few years ago but uh somebody turned up yep 41 to 13 that result mm-hmm. everyone had fun for the falcons yeah the falcons were on pace for about 700 yards at one point yeah um yeah, and Kaepernick didn't have a bad game. No, doesn't look like they really utilised him properly though. They're not they're not asking him to run. They're nope. not asking him to step outside the pocket. They're not really asking him to do anything. They just no. sort of stay there until he gets sacked. Yeah, no one's going to get open, so you might as well <laughs> just throw it. You know? Yeah, throw it anywhere. Yeah. Uh, we're happy losing. We we've got to catch the Browns for the first overall pick. It looks like they are. Yeah, I never thought I'd see a team try and lose, but it looks like the Forty Nineers are trying to lose. Yeah, they look rubbish. Whereas the Browns just can't win. Yeah, they didn't look good at all. Uh, so let's keep running the table for your picks then, King. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patriots beat the Broncos 16 points to three. Yeah, they're... Def- In Denver. Yeah, which they, where they never win. Um, yeah, it was the, a tale of the... It was just the opposites match, wasn't it? It was... We were expecting one team to put up a load of points. That didn't happen. We were expecting the Broncos' defence to outperform the Patriots' defence. That didn't happen. And lo and behold, we had a boring game. So let's move on. I mean, I, they were two teams in my remaining list that I could have picked as a game of the week. I can't do that. I'm not watching that game. No, I I'm did not doing it to it. myself. Boring. I'm not doing it to the people listening to this podcast. The the beautiful people. 
that listen to us, King. I'm not going to subject them to that. No. Except I said move on like a minute ago and you're still talking about it. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Sunday night game was the Oakland Raiders against the San Diego Superchargers. Yep. And the Raiders came out on top in a thriller, 19 to 16. All our games are thrillers. Chargers have been the most entertaining team this season. You still picked the Raiders to sweep them and they did. So you did pick the right way. I did. It's hard to do. Head over heart. It was yeah. hard to do, but yeah, absolutely. The picks, picks come first above, yeah, above loyalty. Although I have picked the charges <laughs> almost every week. You do pick the charges a lot. Yeah. They are. I, I mean that. And again, this is me being. I'm being subjective here. I'm not uh, objective here, rather. So I'm not. Um, it's not because I'm a fan. I genuinely think the Chargers have been the most entertaining team of the season. It was even good to see losses, both playing. Even in their losses, they were like, you know, their offense always played well, and they were just throwing games away. Um, yeah, awesome game, and it just shows when you can pick up players in free agency and do well with it. We've, we've touched on the Jags earlier on, and that hasn't panned out for them. But one thing we had, another team we touched on where it has, and also the Raiders, is the Giants. Yeah, their free agent pickups have been fantastic. And to put Bruce Irvin and Khalil Mack together on that defensive line, it reminds me a lot of like Justin Smith and Al. Um, Alden Smith yeah with the 49ers a few years ago when they made it to the Super Bowl and just having like the two paired up and just you know go get them mm-hmm. and how well that can work so actually yeah it's quite I'm really good pick up Bruce Irvin for uh, for that uh, for that Raiders team I said that was a Sunday night game it was Sunday night for us but actually there was an actual Sunday night game which okay. was later than that yep and that was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers mm-hmm. going to Dallas to face the Cowboys. Yep. And although, you know, the Bucks are on a roll and the car, the Cowboys have been kind of stuttering a little bit. Yep. You went for the Cowboys and you were right. It was a 20 to 26 win for Dallas. Uh-huh. And a great win for, well, great game for Prescott and Elliott. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it, I know it sounds weird. We've come to expect it from Elliott now. Um, Prescott we have as, but he had a yeah. couple of games where he'd regret well not regressed he just had a couple of average performances they, they weren't bad um, and you know we started hearing the Ro- Romo murmurings and I'm glad they will have subsided following mm-hmm. what was it like 32 for 36 or something crazy um, completion percentage so yeah good for him uh, good win statement win they needed to show they were back on track and they've cemented a bye, haven't they, for the week? Yeah. First week of the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Yep, so that's good Good news for the... Uh, All good for Dallas. Good news. And also, sorry, excellent news for... I, I forgot to mention this. Raiders. Congratulations to Raiders fans that listen to our podcast. First time since your Super Bowl appearance... In the playoffs. In 2002 that you've been in the playoffs. So that's... Yeah. That's very exciting. It was all. It was pretty much nailed on. Yeah, it was pretty much nailed on, but now it's been it's cemented. Official. You could, you could, and what was nice, I know those players weren't playing then, or if they were, they shouldn't be. No, and uh, they need to retire. And <laughs> <laughs> you could, you could see the adulation on their faces. It was, um, it was a really nice thing to watch, actually. From, yeah, as a, as a fan of the sport, it was a good fan base to get that. Yeah, know, yeah, yeah awesome well. news. Uh, the last game was the Monday Night Affair. Mm-hmm. The Carolina Panthers went to Washington to face the Skins. And as you predicted, King, came away with the win, 26 points to 15. Do you want to do this? Because I actually haven't watched this game. Oh, well, it was just, like you said, you know, the pass was, wasn't really there for the for Washington. Mm-hmm. And it gave Cam the, the time he needed to, to get his throws off. Okay. 
and Tedkin had a couple of breakaway for bro- yep. breakaway catches. Uh, Jonathan Stewart had a good game. Yep, trucking away um, and actually getting some production through the middle. Oh, brilliant! So yeah, it was a it was a good game. Uh, trying to think of anything else to really say about that game. That was it. Nah, uh, Franklin. It's a bit bit harsh having John Gruden having to call that game as well <laughs> because he always calls the Washington game and then that's a you know, talk about his brother losing. So yeah, it's a bit of a shame. The um, the big thing as well to mention on that is Luke Keekley was made available that week. Yes, for the game, a healthy and scratch, and didn't play. So he's Superman with a clipboard. Does that make him Clark Kent? I don't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but possibly, possibly. I don't know. But that I thought that was that was actually a really good move from the Carolina Panthers. If he's not, this isn't a concussion joke. If his head wasn't right and he wasn't you know mentally prepared to play the game or mm. physically prepared um i was actually really impressed that the carolina he's so important to their team i can understand why you'd want to rush him back but the fact that they gave him that extra week if he needed it or you know potentially longer than that um i thought that was a really nice touch and quite impressive actually from the carolina panthers so do you think that the panthers have to worry about cap space cap space <laughs> It's not like a Head cartoon. Pun. It's not got like, <laughs> like this big old lump. Uh, yeah, a lot of jokes about heads there. Um, oh, why Lord. weren't actually jokes? Yeah, we need to move on because we need to get through your picks now. We King. do. That gonna, was all the gonna, games for week 15. We need to do week 16 right now. We're going to be close to an hour and a half podcast. Jeez. I'm loving life. <laughs> loving life. Right. Yep. So let's go. Thursday night. Mm-hmm. I mean, most of these are divisional now. So we're getting into the kind of sweeps. I haven't looked, mate, so I don't know. Uh, Thursday night is the New York Giants going to Philadelphia. Giants. Yeah. Uh, okay, then you've got an AFC East matchup. The Miami Dolphins at nine and five are going to the seven and seven Buffalo Bills. I think that the Dolphins Bills. Yeah. I think the Bills are going to cause an upset. Ooh. Okay. Put a spanner in the Dolphins playoff hope works. Right. So let's see if the New York Jets can do the same thing for the New England Patriots in Foxborough. New England Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's the point in life anymore? Yep. Uh, the Tennessee Titans, eight and six, are going to the Gus Bradley-less Jacksonville Jaguars. Titans. Shocking. Yep. With Doug Marone. Titans. <laughs> I don't know that guy. So. You do know Doug Marone. I don't care about him then. <laughs> That's more like it. <laughs> Uh, then the Minnesota Vikings are going to Green Bay. Oh, via Green Ooh. Bay. Green Bay. Green Bay, okay. Oh, yeah, Green Bay. It's okay. tough to pick this week because the Vikings are on and up and I think they're... No, they're not. Know, not the Vikings. Green Bay are on and <laughs> up and the Vikings are on and down, which means that I think some players could underestimate them. This is the game you've been uh, talking about for a long time, King. Mm-hmm. The San Diego Chargers are going to Cleveland. Chargers. <laughs> it's kind of backed out. I can't think the Browns. I just said it's the worst defensive performance I have ever seen. Yes. Uh, yeah, um, Chargers. <sighs> That's getting... the game you picked that they would win this season as well. Yeah. You horrible man. <laughs> that was a long time ago. Yeah. And <laughs> there was still hope. Uh, the... Washington Redskins are going to the Chicago Bears. It's a tough one. Redskins versus the Bears. Yep. Redskins. Redskins. Okay. I think. 
I don't know. That's actually harder than I... It's Yeah, because, I mean, the Bears are 3-11, but their record doesn't really show how they are now, does it? No. Do you know what? I'm going to go with the Bears, actually. Sorry, Whoa. can I change that? Can I change that? Is that right? I'm going to go with the Bears. Second time you picked the Bears this season? Yeah, I think Alshon Jeffrey back makes a big difference for them. Yeah, well, they won last time you picked them. Yeah, and it's given the other younger receivers a chance to actually get some experience and not okay. catch the ball. Okay. <laughs> uh, then we've got the uh, Atlanta Falcons going mm. into Carolina. Atlanta and Carolina. Falcons to beat the Carolina Panthers. Okay. In Carolina. Okay. That's just my opinion. More Christmas Eve games here. The Indianapolis Colts are going to Oakland. Colts going to Oakland. Colts to pull an upset this week. Whoa. You're serious? Yeah, I am. I'm being serious. I think that the fact that they've cemented the playoff, they might take their foot off the gas somewhat this week. Um, and I don't know if they'll potentially start looking at resting players. Okay. So I think that the Colts will cause an upset. Not because I think the Colts are a better team than the Raiders. I just think that there's other factors at play. What do you reckon then to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at New Orleans Saints? It's a good game. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Buccaneers. Okay, I think. Yeah, if they if the Saints score forty eight points, the Bucks aren't winning. But if they don't, then I think the Bucks will win. How about the Cardinals versus Seahawks? Seahawks. Normally, yeah. this is my favorite game, but it was a stinker at the start of the year, mm-hmm. and I just the Cardinals have been a colossal pain in my backside when it comes <laughs> to picks this year. Okay, I'm not going to pick them. I'm not going to pick them for the rest of the season. Ooh. I've decided. All right, so oh, here we go. The <laughs> San Francisco 49ers are playing the LA Rams. Oh. <laughs> you see why Can I, I just it? say don't care? <laughs> you got to pick them. Do you know what? I'm just going to pick the Niners. Yeah? I don't know. i got no idea. They're both rubbish. This is for your record, King. It's, you know, um, it's important. Niners. 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 Still, okay. Right, okay. Then we've got... Uh, yeah the late games mm-hmm. starting with the Baltimore Ravens at the Pittsburgh Steelers Steelers you're welcome <laughs> don't say it if you don't mean it you're welcome alright Steelers <laughs> and the Cincinnati Bengals go into the Houston Texans Tom Savage led he's starting this week as well I'm going all out I'm I'm all out Savage I'm going <laughs> Texans <laughs> First time this now season. you can do it. Now first you can finally get behind them. Texans. I think it's actually is the first time I've gone with Houston. Now the old Brockers out of the way. Yeah. Okay. So Monday night is the Kansas City Chiefs hosting the Denver Broncos. I think the Chiefs will. Um, Chiefs will get back on track and, and beat heart. the Broncos. White they're not heart. White, they just lost. You can't say white heart. <laughs> They turned down the heat a little bit and they're back up again. Yeah. And then... Lukewarm. Yeah, and then the... All right, that's probably... Some, oh, Jesus. The last game of the week. Who's he playing? <laughs> uh, logic. The last game of the week are the Dallas Cowboys facing the Detroit Lions. Cowboys. It means a lot for the Lions. Cowboys. Cowboys. 
And with that, King, we have finished the podcast. Yes, we have. Another week done. Only two more weeks of the regular season to go, and then we can start talking playoffs. Yes, and you'll leave us. Only for one week. Yeah. You we, say that. We're I'm getting something special planned for that the locks, week then. anyway. I'm going to change the locks. <laughs> yes, we have one confirmed guest. We might, we're might we attempting to get more, aren't we? So yes. Star-studded. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Indeed. No, very exciting. Cool. Well, is there anything else you wanted to say? Just thanks very much, guys, for listening. Sorry it's gone on for so long, but hopefully it's been worth it. Don't um, apologise. I think I've enjoyed recording. Have you enjoyed recording? <laughs> You're just filling up more time now. Yeah, I, I have enjoyed it, yes. Don't I, I, I've been, I always look forward to doing I this. I think man. that, well, I hope that they enjoy it, and it's been easy listening. So Give us a subscribe, give us a comment and uh, a review on iTunes. Yep. Um, make sure you hit us up on Twitter. Uh, check out the website jimnicking.com and yeah we'll be posting a video as well so check out YouTube and make sure you subscribe to that as well to catch up on all the stuff there yeah for sure until next week guys I've been Jim that's been The King and thanks so much for listening (laughs) 